0: Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one's going to be for the 2023 remake for Dead Space, developed by one EA Motive. I am your host Matthew, and yeah, um, yeah. let's jump straight into our rating system. We'll start off spoiler-free, get into spoilers later, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to very, very easily give this a 10 out of 10 and a strong must-play, which is our highest rating I can possibly give this game. It's not without its flaws. No no, no game is. I will address those flaws in this game. But uh, as I was saying yesterday on our Gaming Talk podcast, um, it's been very interesting over the last however many years, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years or so, whenever the conversation of, horror video games gets brought up and I heard over and over and over and over and over again over the years of like how much of a masterpiece this is and how good it was and how badly EA treated I think it was Visceral Studios I think it was they shut them down um, and you know Dead Space kind of just died off and how I'd heard for all these years in terms of how much of a masterpiece this is how it's you know in contention for the best horror game and i've you know I've been curious about that i did play about an hour or so um of the original on xbox one but the xbox one was getting a bit slower and i just didn't want to play it like that then i heard about the remake what was it a few years ago and i thought okay i'll just i'll just wait for that and i want to i've been very curious to step into this and even the basic things such as looking at like the plasma cutter and how it cuts limbs and how, like the the cause that's kind of the, one of the first things you've come across in this game is like all oh, these enemies and they've got these limbs and you use this plasma cutter and that that's how you kill them not through a, a headshot and kind of there, there's been the curiosity for me for there for quite some time but I was never not never able to play it I wanted to play a good version of this game and now I certainly have and um all of the, all the opinions I've heard over the years of, like, Masterpiece, Top Class, one of the best horror games, I thoroughly, thoroughly agree with. I would say uh, that there's, there's two opinions off the top that I want to kind of get to. I think this is possibly, if not probably, if not certainly, the best horror game I've played. Now, some of you might have paused there and thought, wait a minute, Matt, what about The Last of Us? It's got horror in it, the last of us, but like when I think of horror video games, and there's lots of different types of horror right you've got your thrillers, your slashers your zombie horror, and you've got like psychological thrillers and all this kind of stuff um the last of us although it does have ho- it is in the horror genre, that's more drama based that's more character driven and drama based When you say to me horror video games, I think of well dead space. Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Evil Within, um, games like Fear, uh, games like, because there's even okay. If you looked at let's say Returnal, that's got horror elements in it. It's not, it's not really a horror game. That's more, of, that's more of a sci-fi game than anything. And this, even with this game, even with Dead Space, this has got sci. This is a sci-fi horror game. That's that's how I would label this. With Resident Evil, you've got that straight-up, like, horror. With Silent Hill, that's much more psychological thriller. Then you've got, you know, like, the Friday 13th games and Dead by Daylight. Those are more kind of, like, slasher multiplayer games and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, in terms of, like, all all of those, I mean, I've enjoyed a couple of the Resident Evil games. Silent Hill has never really quite been my thing. I've not really played, like, a ton else in the horror space. I've probably played some other stuff over the years. But, yeah... I, I see the masterpiece that this game is now and how absolutely top class this game is um and yeah i I would say it's the best horror game I've played again i I would not count last of us strictly as horror because that's more drama based so um I yes still think last of us is, is better than dead space but for horror this this I would say is at the top of the tree um just going back to something I said a minute ago absolutely top class game in terms of okay what what excellent word should i use to describe this game excellent phenomenal fantastic spectacular brilliant take your pick that they all apply in this situation um but top class is the is the one that comes to mind um a few of the other things to mention about this game i think it's perfectly balanced um not a perfect game but perfectly balanced the the actual general experience of... Like, if you want to mix everything into one, right? Puzzles, um, story, characters, gameplay, difficulty, jump scares, design, um, how fair the game is as well. I would say it's really... This really is... I, I can't remember the last time I experienced a game that was this well balanced where I thought okay there's some difficult stuff in here but i'm I'm getting through it and i'm fig- i'm able I'm able to figure out these close encounter scenarios or these puzzles or whatever and there's a there's a bit of a challenge there but nothing too hard and it's not too easy either there were points in this game where I felt powerful like when I'd upgraded a weapon or gotten a new gun or something or I'd like gone through a gameplay section really well and felt really powerful there was also points where I thought like Oh my god, there's a massive enemy coming after me. And what do I do do about it? And I felt, you know... Intimidated. Um, I don't know if I ever felt, like... Scared playing this game. Um, I felt nervous when I was playing this game at certain points. And... Again, just to go back to the balance thing. Even in areas where I would... um, Have, like, a relatively close area. And... There'll be different types of enemies coming after me. Some small and faster, some big and slower, some sort of in the middle. And there's different functions of how you can kill these enemies. And it's up to me to figure out and to navigate like, okay, what do I want to use? Where do I want to put down traps? Do I want to use stasis or telekinesis? Or, you know, what what do I want to use to get through this area? And I really, really, really enjoyed figuring that out as I was going through. And um, just trying to see like... Okay, if I use this and this, I can do this. Or you know, c- combining the different weapons that you've got. Um, there's one particular weapon I want to mention, which is the, the line gun. And I found an interesting trick with it, and I I ended up using this as much as possible once I discovered it. Which is instead of just setting down, because if you use R1 for that, you use like the the laser trap thing for for the line gun. Um, if you it, it's a little bit risky to do because it can also hurt you in this case. But if it if you pull it off in the right way, it's very rewarding. If you manage to get that laser attached to like an enemy's arm or a leg or some part of its body. You can either end up using that to cut down other enemies or to get it to cut its own legs off. There was a point where I realized, okay, if I use the, let's say the, in, like the thigh, the inside of the leg or the crutch. If I shoot, if I put a laser near there, because th- these things are like waddling around all over the place, it will actually walk forward and continuously cut its legs off, and things like that give you an advantage. Or, um, let's say it, it cut its own legs off, and then the laser was pointing backwards, so it sort of cut the enemies behind it, and there was interesting tricks like that, and interesting sort of. Instead of just, oh, just shoot, shoot, bang, bang my way through this. No, there's there's much more things that you can use. Uh, you can even find um, these, like, spear-type things, which if you find them, you can, you, you can, like, throw that at an enemy and it will pin them to the wall and stuff. Uh, obviously, there's the explosive stuff, the stasis you can use, which is really great. Uh, there's the melee hits, there's the stomping, there's all kind of stuff you can use there. One of the things I really enjoyed doing in horror games uh like callisto protocol this and the last of us is cutting an enemy's legs off or shooting an enemy's legs off and stomping on it and that is that that continues to be very very satisfying to do in in the different games i've tried that in so that's been that was very good in this as well and one again one kind of trick i i use with that is i would cut an enemy's legs off put them in stasis walk around the side of them and then just keep stomping on them and you'll kill them and that's like a really satisfying thing to do as well Um, I'm not sure what else to say for for overall impressions because I've got a lot of notes and stuff which get into specifics Zero Gravity was awesome to do that was really 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 fun I could go for a whole game of pretty much doing that that was really really great Um, I can't remember last time I played a game that A had that in it and B executed it as well as this does so there was that as well, um, that, I, I want to talk a bit more about that when I, I'm going to go through my notes in a minute, I'm trying to do just my general overall impressions, um, very, very curious about Dead Space 2, I am in on this franchise, I've heard bad things about 3, but I don't, I don't suspect that 3 will be remade in the same way, the same sort of, like, live service microtransaction stuff, I've, I've heard some bad stuff about that, which, which just sounds like a change of direction, that was a, that was a mistake, um, from what I've heard, Dead Space 2 is very, very good as well. Um, so, there, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, if you want a remake too, and um, EA Motive can do it again. Um, who are the same people making that new Iron Man game as well, so I'm, I'm curious as to how that's going to go. Um, yeah, very much all in on Dead Space stuff. As I spoke about yesterday as well, if you want to do a TV adaption or a film adaption, some sort of like gritty sci-fi horror... High budget HBO, you know, TV show, I think that could go very, very well as well. Um, the interesting thing about if you were to adapt this, there's a lot of information here. And the story is very interesting. I think you'll have to do a little bit of work with the characters though. I'm gonna talk about the character, they're one of the pieces in my notes, but just just to kind of mention that. Because although there is a lot of lore and things like that there's also just a lot of information in this game as to why what has happened has happened just to kind of spoiler free talk about the story as well um I really really like the way it slowly plays itself out and you get a bit of an idea at the start as somebody who knew nothing about the story you get a bit of an idea at the start then things start creeping into the plot and it's like oh maybe it might be this maybe it might be that but then there's like two elements in the story and it's like okay how do they kind of connect together and you can come up with a bit of an idea early on for it but it is still different to what you it it, it continued to evolve and to get really really interesting Uh, I think the holograms really helped uh quite a lot with that as well so yeah those are my overall impressions very 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 impressed with this I don't know yet if this is my game of the year because and this might sound silly to some people I really did enjoy Forspoken a lot And the thing I'm trying to figure out is I liked Forspoken and Dead Space for different things. They're both good at different things. Just for a quick example, I think the story and the characters, especially like Frey herself, her her story and her character, I think is more interesting than anybody in this game, maybe. I mean, Dr. Mercer's kind of mysterious and interesting. Um you got, I mean, you've got very different games there, right? Like you've got completely different type of gameplay. Um, again, horror kind of elements, like the, the enemies in Forspoken. But I enjoyed those for different reasons. So I don't know which one of the two yet is my, that, those are my two contenders for Game of the Year so far. Um, but uh, I will figure that out at some point. Who knows, maybe someone else comes along, you know, th- this year and beats both of them. Who knows, but um, those are my contenders so far. Uh, Let's get into some of my notes here, Um, let's just go one by one, we've got got gameplay, Um, I found like I said the gameplay to be very very balanced, very very interesting, Um, very very challenging as well, Um, you know this wasn't a Dark Souls game where I'm dying every 10 minutes, Um, I maybe died, how many times would I say I died across this game, because I played it for about 18 hours I would say maybe, I think that's what my save file said. I maybe died... Well, it's different because there's moments where you get caught out and you die. And there's moments where you get a little bit stuck on a section and you die maybe three times. I would say maybe 10 to 15 times, approximately. I didn't count, but that's my rough estimate as to how much I died in the game. And it's very... There's one particular enemy in this game that's very interesting. Because one thing you don't want to do in a challenging horror game like this... ...is have one-shot enemies. The difference is... Okay, you get killed by an enemy, like, oh my god, it's one-shot and that feels cheap and everything. There's an enemy in this game, it's the one that's got the, um... ...like, explosive arm, and it will swing its arm at you. They're quite easy, once you figure out, oh, that's a one-hit kill... ...and that's, like, you know, kind of unlucky... ...um... It didn't fit... Well, once you figure out, okay, you can just simply shoot that and it will blow up and, and that's it. Or you can trip it up and slow it down by shooting its legs. There's options to avoid it. It's not like one of them enemies that... Um, like you've got those typical one-shot annoying enemies in games that will like... Let's say they jump up in the air and you'll see like a massive circle on the floor come up. And it's like, okay, if you if you don't immediately move out the way of the circle, in the next three seconds you're blown up, you're dead and that's it. It wasn't quite like that. So although there is one-shot enemies in this game um they're very easy to deal with once you once you figure that out but it's not hard to figure out how to deal with that so um again there was the interesting challenge there uh, what else do i want to say about the gameplay shooting felt really great i love the different variety of weapons weapons is a different uh topic here in my notes um but no game gameplay was fantastic um i got the i, I noticed the challenge straight away which was Okay, how this is supposed to work is you've got some melee options like stomping and whacking, if you want to call it that. Isaac is in a big metal suit. He can jog. Would you call it jogging? He can lightly sprint. He can't run. You can outrun... Can you outrun every enemy in the game? I think so. Uh, His enemies that are very quick, but I I think you can do that. Um, And because of the design of that and the design of certain parts in this game, you'll see where there's the more sort of squishy areas that you'll get. You'll walk slower through those Um So, I thought the balance there was quite good. Because it's clearly... It's very interesting going from Callisto Protocol to this. And I'm not going to delve too much into that. Because I don't want to talk about Callisto Protocol again. Callisto Protocol's design was... Okay, we're going to give you some guns. But this really is melee based. Whereas this game... You've got melee options. But this is kind of... We're going to give you six or seven guns to switch between. They all do different things. And you pick what you've got. Or your favourites. Or a mixture of that. And you... Blast your way through the game at times, but you can also be a bit more tactical with it as well. But being aware early on of like, okay, Isaac's not fast; he doesn't turn around very quickly unless you turn your sensitivity up, I suppose. But it's all in the guns. But you can still—you're not like completely slow to where you can't run away from things. I don't remember getting caught by running away from something. Also, you got the option as well. Okay, let's let's say you get a bit surrounded, and you need to find your way out. Stasis is, stasis is a friend for that. Uh, use stasis. You slow the enemies down. Give yourself that little m- moment to breathe. Um, and you can... Uh, you know, sometimes you can whack enemies in stasis. Or you can whack enemies in stasis. You can use that to get away. And proceed from there. Um, I mean, there was the odd time where I I don't think I had any stasis or something. And I got a bit caught. But then... Maybe I shouldn't have walked into the corner or or whatever I did. So... There was that. Um, That's some of the gameplay stuff. There is other sections I've got involving that as well. So uh, we'll continue to move forward. Haptic Feedback. Uh, Played on PS5. um, Got the DualSense wireless controller. I've noticed with... um, Is it Forspoken? Yeah, both with Forspoken and with... What other game did I finish? Um, And this. Post Hogwarts Legacy which had very, very good haptic feedback, especially for a third-party game. Other games, and I've only finished, you know, two or three games since then, other games since then haven't managed to be as good as that. Um, you, you You get some good haptic feedback in this. You'll get stuff from reloading. You'll get some stuff from shooting so it 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 was serviceable it was fine again when it comes to third party games i don't expect haptic feedback to be there as much uh although Hogwarts Legacy is is an exception to that um so no it was it was still good the the haptic feedback but um i'm trying to remember like, specific bits that i I felt um there were certain times where let's say Um, Because sometimes one of the problems you come across with haptic feedback is, okay, it's not just strong vibration, strong vibration, strong vibration. The fundamental idea is for for the controller to attempt to replicate the feel of something that's either happening or something that you're doing in the game. So like a clicking over a load of a gun, or a certain way that a gun shoots, or a door closing in a certain way, or if you're in water, or if you're going through the air really fast, or... If you're on a tram system, train system, whatever, um, for you to feel vibrations more specific to that, and this game did well on it, but it wasn't anything sort of particularly amazing. So haptic feedback, I would say, was 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 fine. It it was there in certain spots, but I can't remember anything specific. Like in Hogwarts Legacy, I talked about the swimming through the water and the, and the broomstick stuff that was really really good. I'm trying to remember like specific bits of haptic feedback in this game that really stood out. And I can't think of too many. There was a reloading of the guns which was nice. But I've seen that a ton in other games as well. So it was fine. But that's not a sort of oh haptic feedback wasn't as great. This That makes this game worse. Again it's a third party game so I don't expect it as much. Uh, just because you've got other consoles and systems to uh, accommodate for. Uh, weapons is next up here. Um... My favourite two weapons were the Ripper and the Line Gun. Um, Which I think you get the Ripper, but yeah, you get the Ripper before the Line Gun. Um, Yeah, there's some guns in this game that are good for, like, panic mode. You've got the big shotgun, you've got the flamethrower, of course. Which, my goodness me, you get so much flamethrower ammo in this game. Uh, So there was that. Um, But the Ripper is good for, you know, sawing limbs off. And particularly, okay, if there's an enemy coming towards you in a long hallway... Shoot the blade off, or the disc, the blade, and it will cut that thing's legs off. And although the game says it's got ricochet for the blades, I didn't notice that so much. Although there's obviously some dark areas in this game. Um So, yeah. Uh But no, that was very good. Uh, again, that was a more kind of, instead of me needing to go up to an enemy and saw its legs off, or shoot it with a, with a thing from distance, I can just shoot a blade which is more likely to take its legs out, which is a very, very big part of this game. And although that won't kill an enemy, it will slow an enemy down. So there was that as well. The line gun, um, although it wasn't quite as effective as what I'd wanted it to be, um, and I wanted, a, I would have wanted a lot more ammo for it. Um, it was still very, very good. I really, really enjoyed putting the sort of laser traps down and kind of, if I was running through a hallway, I would like put one on the wall or put one on the floor and let the enemies just sort of run into it, which would, which would cut them up. So. That was quite good. Again, when I sort of... Well, not really figured out, but... I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I can shoot these at an enemy. And it can stick on them and, like, cut things. Which I had to be careful of. Because there was a few times where I'd stick one on the front of an enemy. And the laser would be pointing directly back at me, so... <laughs> but then the advantage you've got there is... Okay, if you shoot a line gun laser at the front of an enemy. If an enemy walks around the front of them, that will impact that. And if it's an exploding enemy, it will create that. Which will create a bit more chaos, so... So, good tactical stuff there. Um, Plasma Cutter is the good good classic go-to. Not the best from close range, although it's not really designed for that. It's designed for sort of medium to long range. Um, So, that was good. I got better with that as I went through the game. So, yeah, good good standard gun. Um, And I think it's an interesting just mechanic of just, oh, instead of just blast, blast, blast the enemies, which you can do, but the design of this game is, we're going to give you a bunch of weapons that are designed cutting limbs off um, and you can use that with the different enemies and they got like different body parts, different things on them that you can cut off um, so very much enjoyed those uh, the pulse rifle was was good, I used that if I needed to, to just kind of spray and pray for a bit or if I needed to put down some explosives just to you know set some traps and that kind of stuff so that was a good gun, energy beam um, I used that if I needed you know to directly shoot something. Um I didn't find the special shot on that to be particularly useful, but maybe I was using that a bit a bit wrong. I d I don't know. That wasn't one of my favourite ones. Uh what other ones do you have? You have the you have the shotgun which yeah, is good for clearing things up close just like with the flamethrower. Um I don't have much to say about a flamethrower. It was a flamethrower it does what it does. So there was that. Uh, but yeah the Ripper and the line gun were the one of my sort of go to ones. Um because so, usually I would have the plus because you get four slots I'd usually have the plasma just for you know good standards go to then I'd have the line uh the, the line gun then I'd have the ripper and then I'd have the flamethrower I think because you get given so much flamethrower and ammo in this game anyway like hundreds of rounds of it it's always good just to keep it on you and it's good for it's good for getting rid of those annoying small but really fast enemies as well so that was good uh, but no, lion gun ripper were, were my were my go tos. Uh, especially when you combine them again, if you stick a few lasers on particular enemies and then you know cut them down with the with the ripper, with the shooting the saw thing off, that was very very good to do. So there was that one. Uh, well, I'm sure there's like two other guns I've I've forgotten. Uh, there was a the plasma, the pulse rifle, the shotgun, the ripper. The line gun, energy beam. I thought there was like two other guns that I'm that I'm forgetting. Clearly, I didn't use the other two. whatever they particularly were. Um, but yeah, there was like one sort of assault rifle, the pulse rifle, pistol, saw, energy guns. So yeah, if if there was one or two other guns, they clearly didn't sort of uh, click with me quite so much. But no, the guns were very very good. I'm curious to see what a dead space. 2 would, would have in it in terms of enemies and uh, different weapons but again the way those connected of like the design of the weapons and the design of the enemies, very very smart um, and just to go back to a comment I made a few weeks ago about this game because what one of the things I said was it doesn't do anything special but it does the basics so so well and it's basics like okay, you've got some interesting special weapons none of them are particularly like outrageously special And the enemies aren't per se, but it's the design of how those things connect together that um, elevates the the experience, I I think, like, you know, just, again, nothing special, but everything, things that are simple, which is, okay, a simple thing of enemies with long arms and long legs, some of which have got, you know, big belly things on them, some of which have got explosive arms, some of which are a bit taller or whatever, Um, and you'll use those to cut their limbs off and proceed forward. Very simple, but very effective as well, because the design of that works so well. Um, So that's how I'll kind of phrase that. So there's that. All right, I think that's it for weapons. I already named what my two favourites were. If I missed any weapons, then I uh, clearly didn't use them. Um, Again, using, you know, stasis and telekinesis was a really, really great combination. Um, It's just interesting how much this isn't a melee focused game but callisto is uh that was uh, an interesting interesting shift interesting change um the challenge that's my next note here perfectly balanced challenge um i at times went between feeling overwhelmed with the amount of enemies but being able to figure out the situation um i also felt powerful at certain points later on like when i'd upgraded a weapon or gotten really good with a weapon or like found a particular way to use one or um particularly in the um zero gravity sections which is my next note um how incredible it felt to to do that as well uh, also in terms of uh, cuz when i've got here the challenge that's also involving you know, going through the, just the overall experience of going through the game, uh, like the puzzles and trying to get through the game and everything. Also, in terms of, you know, it's a horror game, so there's dark areas, you do have a torchlight. It is slightly limited, but not too limited, but you figure that out. I think the level design around that particularly is really good as well. Um, also, how do I want to put this? so the the little um uh spikes or javelin things i mentioned earlier i would sometimes find them in the area after i finished clearing an area but that was just i don't know it it made me aware of okay that there's there's more options here and you, you can use some other stuff and again not just being kind of stuck to one gun or being too melee focused or whatever um I very much enjoyed the challenge. But one, one of the reasons, again, I really enjoyed the challenge of this game... ...is because I felt that the tools at my disposal really, really fit the situation. They fit the level design, they fit the enemy design. So that was really good as well. Um, but even when there were times where, I, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed... ...and there's so many enemies, or there's these big tentacle enemies, or, or whatever... ...and I would feel sort of... The, the initial panic of how do I... you know, The initial horror panic of how do I get out of the situation... Um, was an interesting experience. Because um, there's different scenarios, right? There's scenarios where you'd be in a tight corridor, but there's one enemy, but you're really close to them, and they've just jumped out of a vent or something. And that that would be a different challenge in terms of that, as opposed to, oh, you're in a bigger room, which has got some tight areas, but you can see how you're supposed to navigate it, but you've got lots of tools tools at your disposal. I also felt as well, how do I put this? The controls tied in very well to the inter- to the interesting challenge. And being able to read, okay, how much health you've got and stasis and how that all kind of works. I felt like it was really fair as well in terms of, because again, Callisto's got some of this as well. But how it felt in regards to, okay, you've got your health bar, which is on the back. Or on Isaac's back. Then you've got your telekinesis, which is unlimited. And your stasis, which uses power. So, even though your stasis, I would say, is more effective because you can freeze, I think, any enemy in the game. I I don't remember even the big hunter thing. You could freeze or pause or put in stasis any enemy in the game. But that uses energy. But then if you found, let's say, an explosive or one of the spike things or something to throw at the enemies, you can do that as much as you want. I did also see in the trophies list, I don't think I ever managed to do this. Because I was looking for like, um, okay, what what trophies are in this game and that kind of thing. And it said, use telekinesis to pull off an enemy's limb. A, I didn't or wasn't aware I could do that. B, I don't think... Because I, I tried doing that for a short period after I saw that trophy. I don't think I managed to do that. So there's even like, you know, other little tricks and things. And it's all, you know, limb-based combat, if you want to call it that. Um... So that, that that was interesting as well, but, how do I, how do I, how do I sort of put this, Um, it, all of those elements just combine really really well together, the, the level design, the design of the enemies, how the guns worked and everything like that, uh, so that was really good, Um, but I felt a very very balanced challenge, and even in let's say the, the quieter, spookier if you want to call them that, areas, where I'd be slowly walking through a hallway, and I'd hear, you know, different enemies, and I'd hear them clanking through the vents, you know, in typical horror style. And there's vents on the ceiling, and there's vents on on the walls and stuff. And like, which one are they going to jump out of? And you've got this little torchlight in this area, but that was interesting as well because. I would sort of really, I would sort of really carefully navigate using my torch and and being aware of, okay, this thing doesn't spread very much, this torchlight. So really, really try and look at the areas uh, before you go through it. Rather than sort of, oh, I'm going to walk past this vent that I didn't see, an enemy's going to jump out and catch me from behind. So, very, very balanced challenge in terms of all that. I thought that was, that was uh, very, very good. Uh, Zero gravity is my next note. Um... Probably my favourite parts of the game. Although there's a lot of parts in this game that I really, really enjoy anyway. From the design of it, the areas you go in, how the enemies work, how the guns work, the controls. The uh, way you solve certain puzzles in Zero Gravity, the actual function of it itself. um, How you can use vents to your... not vents. um, Fans and stuff to your advantage. Just, I I want, <clears throat> I want to call it perfect, but I know that it isn't, but, yeah, and th- there were some really, really, really good set pieces later on, I don't want to spoil them, but, because uh, well, I'll have a spoiler section um, after this spoiler-free one, but there, there's, there was a couple of times, because like every time I went into zero gravity I was like oh cool I get to sort of like you're flying around basically and it's just you've got an open area you've got lots and lots of room and you're looking for the because you had the interesting element as well of like you'd hear an enemy and you'd be spinning around trying to find where it is and you'd like you'd find an explosive barrel thing and you'd pull that and throw it at it and then you know fly around and stuff and even even when an enemy was like on the wall and it'd be about to jump at you and you could burst out of the way and and, and turn around and catch it on the other side and shoot it. Or um, even the small moments of panic where you can't quite see, you can't quite find where an enemy is. It jumps at you, hits you, so Isaac starts spinning around. You're not dead, you just sort of, you've been knocked around. And you're trying to spin around, trying to find it. Um, and again, the controls for it were, were fantastic. Um, and you can control sort of... Turning left, turning right, barrel ro- barrel rolling, whatever you'd call it. And then pressing R2 to sort of... Okay, if you get a bit disoriented, press R2 to sort of go to normal level. Um, wow. I, I, I was very, very, very impressed with Zero Gravity. Like I said earlier, A, I don't know what other games have done that. And B, what other games have done that that well. Because um, you've got to be able to... You're in. If you're in a situation like that, you've got to have really, really good controls. Because you're literally dealing with full 360 degree controls. So... Um, I I loved doing that, um, and again, that's the sort of thing I look at and think, I'd love to see what that looks like in a TV episode of a, of a Dead Space adaptation. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to do some sort of like mini game or spin off where I'm timed and it's got like the oxygen levels and I have to go from bit to bit, and I, I go inside breathing room, come back out, do it again, I'd I'd love love to play something like that. I think. Uh, I was very impressed with that. And I, I don't think I knew that was in... Because there were certain things I knew about Dead Space. Like, okay, you get the plasma cutter, it's space horror, sci-fi horror. And you cut the limbs off enemies. I don't think I knew anything else about Dead Space. Apart from, you know, how it's been talked about. But didn't really know any of the characters. I didn't really know the other enemy types or the set piece. Like, I didn't know outside of those, uh, those areas. Um, but yeah very 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 impressed with zero gravity there's there's two particular sort of moments i was just i thought wow this is incredible but i'll I'll talk about those in the spoiler section but sign me up for more of that that was that was brilliant absolutely fantastic so um especially with the i don't want to spoil it too much but the turret sections very interesting challenge interesting controls but really 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 well put together um Apart from when you first do it and you're not quite completely sure what you're supposed to do, but never mind about that. Um, let's talk about the enemies. That's my next note here. Um, the enemies are fascinating. Of course, you start off with your basic. I think they're called Necromorphs. Who are the okay, kind of tall. You know, they've got their arms that are up and their arms are up, up, up and over. You'd call them that. Um, like a monkey paw kind of stance, and then with their bendy sort of legs. From what I understand they move a bit more freakishly in the original, which is a little bit of a disappointment that um that uh they don't move like that in this one, but they still move, you know, well and everything, so so there was that. Um I don't know if I have a favourite enemy type that I fought against. Um sometimes you can use them for a bit of your tactical advantage. Like if you put in Stasis the explosive arm ones and wait for the other enemies to catch up you shoot that that kind of stuff um the two most challenging obviously the hunter that's got a particular design to it and i don't know the name of it but the really really big thing that does crawl around a bit like a gorilla best way to describe it but you can only damage it from the back so that one again you put in stasis you go around the back with the ripper thing chainsaw thing or you can flame throw it and you you deal with it that way, um, and yeah, you've got kind of the okay. You've got the smaller enemies that are a bit frustrating, but it's sort of like that. The, there's annoying little enemies, right? They sort of crawl around and jump all over you, and you, you you've got to deal with that. And then you've got the small ones with the three tentacles. Um, I found it all, almost. I didn't actually laugh, but I found it somewhat like slightly funny with with those because you'd been a darkened area, and you thought you'd dealt with the enemies, and because you wouldn't be able to see them that well in the dark, which I guess is the point. And you'd be just looting, looking around, and you'd get just hit with this little acid attack thing. And Isaac would have his reaction, and you know which enemy it is. You know it's that enemy. And you're like, where where is the little thing? You're looking for the tentacles. It could be t- tentacles. It could be on the wall. It could be on the floor. It could be on. They go on the ceiling at any point. I can't remember. Um, and you're sort of look. You're looking for those tentacles. You get your plasma cutter out. You're looking for the tentacles. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was, uh, that was quite good. The only thing I was a little bit disappointed by with them, I felt like I should sh- Isaac should be able to pick them up with his telekinesis and fling it at the wall, but then you can't do that with any enemy, so, fair enough. Um, what other ones have you got? You've got the ones with the big bellies that sometimes would and would not drop, like, a load of small little crawling enemies, so those were interesting to deal with. Um... But yeah, enemies in this game are great. And again, they're all designed around the weapons, which is the leg cutting thing. Um apart from like the big gorilla thing and everything. So, um yeah, very, very good uh enemy design. Um there'd be the occasional time again where I get stuck in the corner and actually use, you know, stasis and sort of get myself out of the area, but that was perfectly fine. Um I was trying to think of other enemies that were interesting. I got I don't remember anything that flew around. Uh no. Um, You had the ones that looked like sort of bats of some kind. but And and some enemies would sort of cling to the walls and stuff. But none of them, I I don't think any of them flew around. Um, But no, very, very good stuff. Um, My last two points is uh, characters and story. This again is where I go back to the forespoken thing of... um, Okay, in terms of like, if we stick to characters for a minute... And this is where there was a not a point of controversy, but a point of discussion. Is apparently Isaac didn't talk in the original game. So does that mean? Because surely during like live call, the the calls that he does and things, he responds to what the character's saying. Did he just not do that in the original? Because that's a bit strange. My issue with because some people don't like their, their playable characters to be to to talk. They prefer just silent protagonists. Which if that's what you like, then that's what you like. I myself, especially when a character's going through this type of experience, I want to know what that character's thinking and feeling. And not just by guessing of like, oh, they're pro- yeah, they're probably very scared. I want them to say stuff. So, this struck a very interesting balance for me where it was... Okay, he'll grunt and moan and whatever when he's getting getting attacked and stuff. But he will only talk when he's talking to other characters. Um... Like he won't sort of how can I put this? If he let let's say there's an enemy that he doesn't like fighting against. So let's say the hunter or something or the um, big bellied enemies. He doesn't sort of go, Oh god, it's 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 that he doesn't do a Leon Kennedy where he's sort of like delivering lines and things like that. They struck a good balance where, at, at least for for me, at, at least when other characters spoke to him, you get a, you got finally a bit of response of like, "Oh my God, I was in engineering and it was it was it was really dangerous and really packed." Okay, now you're telling me a bit more of how you feel. Um, whereas when he's going through on his own, he doesn't really say anything, which I I found a little bit disappointing. But I'm wondering what this experience would have been like with Isaac not talking at all. Like, I don't know how that would have worked. So. I'm glad that he does in uh, in this game. And we're in an interesting era right now with Halo, Mandalorian, Fallout, which is coming out, Dead Space remake here, of lead characters with helmets on. And there's a very interesting thing you can do with that. Halo completely failed it, um, but Mandalorian's doing it very, very well. And there's a double side to this. And they they, they struck a, a decent balance with this with Isaac, which is okay, get, get the product, product, protagonist to talk as much as you want. But because you've got two different sides of characters expressing themselves, right? You've got the physical acting, which is, you know, body language, facial expressions, reacting to things, and then what they're saying about situations. And one thing the Mandalorian's really good at. And this helps, you know, with, with Grogu, with him having um, a companion and everything. Even though you can't see, you know, it's supposed to be Pedro under the helmet. Even though you can't see the character's face, you can get a decent mysterious reading from if a character says something or Grogu does something. And let's just say it's Pedro in the suit because we we know it's not always him in the suit. But you'll get like a... A nod or a little look or a, a glance of some kind or you'll get him he'll put his head up or he'll, he'll lean his head to the side it's these little bits of of acting uh, or all these like character it's like a, a way of them expressing themselves but it adds a little bit of mystique and mystery because you can't see the face you have to guess a little bit as to what's going on deeper but you at least get something there now the dead space doesn't really do that because you don't really see isaac leaning or, or doing things like that and he doesn't have the grogu character with it or yeah you know, something like that for him to bounce off of with those emotions because even in scenes in the mandalorian where you know, grogu doesn't speak and mando can kind of do bits and pieces even from bits where grogu's made a noise and then Mando's done like a grunt, but then he's like lent a certain way or tilted his head a certain way. You can get a bit of a reading as to the relationship between them or or a bit of the communication between them. Obviously, Dead Space doesn't have that at all, um, but it strikes an interesting balance with Dead Space because he doesn't talk when he's on his own, and you don't really get the the you don't really get the body language acting. Um, you've also got the interesting part as well, which some of the characters bring up in this as well. Which is, this guy is just supposed to be a standard, you know, um, generic guy who's an engineer. He's not He's not supposed to be painted as, like, the hero. Like, when you look at the Mandalorian and you see how cool he looks and you see all his weapons, you're like, that's the hero. And this isn't to put Isaac down, it, it's deliberately done in, in the game. Isaac is sort of... He's not really quite signed up for this, so he's going to make the best of a bad situation. But he's just an engineer. He's not some sort of, like, soldier or a warrior or some sort of, like, you know... He's just an engineer. And that's not to put him down, because the game kind of tells you that from the start. Um, But again, you you do have a bit of that kind of... You can't see his facial acting and he doesn't speak. So there is a bit of a mystery there. But where you lack a little bit from that, as opposed to, let's say, Mandalorian is you don't have those those leans and those looks. And I get that Mando's a TV show and you can have different camera angles and things like that. Uh whereas this, like for for the most part, you're looking at Isaac's back. You know. You don't really get that reading of how he's doing. But then I suppose the difference is there, you're not really gonna be looking at him quite so much when there's Necromorphs trying to kill you. You're trying to go you trying to go through the gameplay sections and deal with what's going on. Um But yeah, so there's that. The other characters, uh, I thought Dr. Mercer was quite well-rounded. Probably the one who's got the most dialogue next to maybe Nicole. There's some other people who talk in this game as well. Um, Other than Isaac, sort of Nicole and Dr. Mercer. And this is where you get into, not not, not the problems. Because it's not really a problem with the characters. They just don't push themselves forward. Nobody else really stands out in this game. I wouldn't even say Hammond stands out in this game. Um, you get some other characters that do some things, um, but, I mean, if you take Dr. Mercer out of this game, obviously you'd have to replace him with somebody else because of his his story, he's, he's probably the most fleshed out, I would say, character, and he is the most, I'd argue he is the most interesting one, um, so yeah, but. Yeah, so for me, you've got three characters that are very interesting, which is Nicole's got some interesting stuff to her, Isaac kind of is as well, Um, and then Dr. Mercer's the one that stands out. And again, this is where I go back to, okay, very much enjoyed Forspoken, the the open world and and the gameplay and stuff, really, really enjoyed, you know, Frey's character, and not just her character, but her story and everything that happens in her story. And looking, other than how interesting Dr. Mercer is, which he's... It's more just an interesting, intimidating character. Um, I think Frey beats all of them. All of them put together. Um, Yeah. So that's where it's kind of... Okay, which one's my game of the year? I enjoyed both of them very much for gameplay. Both of them have got very good stories. But the difference with um, Dead Space's story here, which I'll get into in a minute... Uh, not no, no spoilers, of course, right now. Is the way it bleeds the mystery into the story. Where Forspoken sort of does that, but in a complete... Again, context, you know, what types of stories are we telling? What genres of story are we telling? It's totally different. Um, so, yeah. But the, the characters were, were serviceable to very, very good. Again, Dr. is the one that stands out. Isaac doesn't really stand out that much. And Nicole was is kind of interesting, but those are some of my thoughts on the, uh, the characters. Uh, In terms of the story, um, it's very, very well and very, very smartly done, I would say, um, because you get, okay, the game starts, you know, they're on a ship, things get, things get bad, Necromorphs slowly take over the ship, um... And it's like, okay, it it looks like a basic, from the start, sort of, oh, infected enemies who are zombie-like are killing, have killed people on the ship, and it's bad, and we need, Isaac needs to save the day. He needs to fight his way through. And then, as you just slowly but surely learn more and more about what's going on, and you listen to... And as you slowly listen to, you know, audio logs and you read stuff and you and you and you slowly read and learn about what's going on, I really, really like the slow bleed of the story. And even when it seems like, Oh, this is what's going on, there's another element that's kind of thrown in and you're slowly trying to piece together, okay, got two different very interesting elements of this game and they must be connected. They surely must be connected, but how exactly do they connect? Because it doesn't there's a certain amount of it that makes... And I, I made sense of the story by the end. I think it pays off and it, it's, it's very, very satisfying. Um, but as you're, re- as you're reading about what's happened on this ship and you're going through and seeing what's happened on this ship and other characters are saying, oh, this weird thing is happening, that weird thing is happening, I found it fascinating to to go through. And again, going back to the balance comment I made, um, going through... Because you, you'll get it in interesting structures i suppose you could say in terms of um okay go through a bunch of difficult difficult gameplay sections and then get a somewhat small story beat but the story beat will often like push itself it will push itself quite far with quite short scenes um but then it's also a case of like okay while you're going through the gameplay stuff and you're going from room to room or corridor to corridor and you'll see things that have happened or you'll read about stuff or pick up audio logs of course those are optional you'll start learning a bit more about it so even as you're going through the gameplay sections um you'll start seeing like oh but if 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 this is happening on the ship it might mean this and it might mean that and then you get to kind of like in-game sort of cutscenes and and that kind of stuff, and those reveal some big stuff, but leave other questions. Um, But the the slow mystery bleed of it and how it reveals itself, I thought was really, really, really well done, so um, good stuff on that. Anyway, um, that's it for my spoiler-free section of my, I almost said Mandalorian, my uh, Dead Space review. We're going to take a break, come back, and um, I don't know how much I've got to say about the the spoiler stuff, but I need to obviously talk about it because it's very, very big. Especially considering where it leaves off and... All that kind of thing. Um, the only thing I haven't mentioned here that... Because I haven't mentioned anything negative, have I? The only thing... Cause did, did, did I, is there anything I didn't like about this game? I don't think the map is very good. But I didn't actually use it very often. Um, there, there was what, there was one section where I did use the map and I got a bit lost but figured it out eventually. Because um, you get to a point of no return... Part of this game i thought oh i'm gonna go to the store i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go to the bench um and that was like i didn't know where the newest one was and i got a bit stuck but i i didn't use the map that often so maybe i just didn't learn how to use it i can't think of really anything else that i didn't like but that's good because it means i really really enjoyed this game so um sound design was good, I haven't mentioned sound at all I suppose. Um, I struggled a bit to get the 3D audio kicking in, but maybe that was the settings I used or something. Um, But it's good that I've I've gone through, because I've been talking for about half an hour or, or so right now, and I've gone through and said this is good, this is good, this is good. So even if there were smaller things I didn't enjoy, I've seemingly forgotten about them because they clearly didn't sort of, you know, impact my gameplay experience that much. In terms of, like glitches, performances, performance and that kind of stuff. No problems really, not really any problems. Um so yeah. That was a it's a very good game. It's a very good game, Dead Space. Anyways, take a break, we'll come back and um talk about spoilers. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped, you can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is UK. that's UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped, they sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants, you don't even need to google Manscaped themselves, you can click on the link in your show notes whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscape's quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with koalu Back to the show. Alright, it's time for spoilers. This is your second and final spoiler warning. If you've not played Dead Space, the 2023 mo- remake, of course, if you've played the old game, I think the story is the same. There might be a few different bits and pieces, but if you haven't played the remake, but you played the old game, or you know about it, or whatever the case, I'm going to get into spoilers, so do what you need to do with that. If you know the story, or want it spoiled, or want whatever, uh, feel free to stick around. If you don't want to be spoiled, and you want to go and play Dead Space, which I would highly recommend you to go and do so, the new remake version, uh, then you're going to want to leave, unfortunately. But of course, we do have our other TV, games, films, may night podcasts on EntertainmentTalk.org. Okay, um, I hope you're gone if you don't want spoilers. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to some character deaths first, which is everybody. Um, yeah, the the smaller characters died. Doctor Mercer, did he? Did we just count that as a death? I mean, the, is, it, is it the issue, Mora? gets completely blown up. And I was wondering how... Because you're looking at Dr. Mercer and you're thinking... Okay, he's probably got to die at some point. Um, but because the last that we saw of him... Was the big tentacle thing picked him up along with the marker. And pulled it away somewhere. Pulled him and it away somewhere. But we didn't specifically see him dying... Like, we didn't see him get shot or get... We didn't actually see him get killed. All all we last saw him have happened to him was he got pulled away somewhere. And, okay, he could have got crushed by the tentacle, but we didn't see that. Like, when you see What's-Her-Name right at the very end, I think the last character that dies, you see her get absolutely smashed up and splattered by the tentacle. Like, she's dead. Nicole, we see her, she dies. Uh, Hammond definitely died. 'Cause he gets stabbed and then exploded. Um the other guy, the one that you try to trust, he gets shot. Um there was also was it Chen? He gets spaced and then gets turned into a Necromorph anyway, you probably shoot that that version of him. Um so there was that. Uh, who, who else was in this was in this game? You got like a few crew members that die sort of right at the very, very start, but they're they they're they're red shirts as far well as I'm concerned. Um So with Dr. Mercer, because he's the character to me that stood out the most, for me it was the voice acting, the performance, I thought that was very, very good. It's that gentle sort of intimidation as well. A bit sort of, a little bit Gus Fring-like, but when Gus Fring is more calm and collected. Because Mercer, I mean, he shouts at the end when he gets pulled away, but for the most part, he's pretty in control of the situation. He manages to kill What's-His-Name when he shoots him in the back of the head. He manages to freeze Isaac, and he's very, very calm about all that. He's maybe a bit reliant on stasis, but still uses it very, very well. Um, yeah, and it was like like his angle on the whole cult thing and how, how all that kind of went. I thought he was a, an excellent character. Um, Nicole and Isaac... I don't think are interesting individually, but obviously they've had a relationship. They had the whole history with um, Isaac's mom and all that kind of stuff. I did enjoy the twist that Nicole was dead and that's not, not I enjoyed her being dead, but I, th- I, th- I thought the twist was good. Um, although you could kind of tell when you go into that shuttle room and you're actually right next to her, she's not acting normal at all. She's like, Oh yes, make us whole again, Isaac. And it's like, okay, that's you. You've been mind controlled or brainwashed or, both at that point um but the woman who was actually her thought Isaac was also somebody else so that was interesting obviously that's all through the um marker and everything um again the way the story played itself out which it was essentially a story of like these markers and the necromorphs and the cult all combined um brainwashed people didn't it um, cause them to lose their minds, cause them to do really really weird stuff, and I liked how you went through, in um, like the audio logs, or you you read about like oh so and so on the cr- on the crew deck of the of the Ishimura is like acting really weird, or so and so shot someone or stabbed someone, and they just acted really normal, and you you you're continuing to read those and listen to those as you go through, and you're like, okay, that sounds like some sort of mind control brainwashing thing, but what's how does that connect to the Necromorphs and what's kind of going on there and everything? Because the Necromorphs are all the crew, aren't they? Uh, they've just been transformed into these things. Um, but I think that that was also through another enemy, because you see that enemy doing that um, when you go through certain gameplay sections later on. But... Um, Again, the the full reveal of that, I thought, I felt that there's a little bit more to it, and obviously we have a sequel as well, Dead Space Two, because <clears throat> I don't know what level of story there is in Dead Space Three, but um, it it's a sad story, it's a bad not a bad story, it's 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 not a nice one, um, it's about you know, brainwashing, manipulating people, and taking control of people, and you know, trying to do it for the for the cause of the marker um especially as well when you go through um both with the holograms <clears throat> both with the holograms and the audio logs the way that dr mercer was dealing with his patients and um you got like a couple of really bad ones like when you listen to that woman and she's saying about oh i thought you we were only going to do such and such and he's so callously and calmly sort of like oh i'm just going to inject this into into you and oh patient will feel deaf within the hour and how, how calm he was about it all but how sort of terrified the people were about it i thought was was done quite well and i like them i like the mix of story that like, the mix the different types of story that we get you get these um text logs which tell you a few things audio logs which tell you a few things you see dr. Mercer he tells you stuff the video calls the holograms you had like a different mix of variety for how this story was uh, revealed as well so I oh, thought that was very very good um but I I, I just really like how because okay this could have just been a fun but generic kind of guy in suit comes across infected things and must save the day and then that's it and then okay people die but he gets off the ship and that is in there but you've got everything all the mystery and everything else on top of it which just elevates the whole thing that's again going back to my point from earlier about i wouldn't consider that something special because it's got it's got a lot of basic things in this story but what it does with them and how it uses them it's very, very effective and very, very good. Um So, I, I liked that as well. Uh What else do I want to talk about in the spoiler section? Hammond's death was unfortunate. Um I didn't know if everybody was going to... I mean, again, I don't know if Dr. Mercer's dead. Because, see, I, I mean, the only reason I keep bringing that up... You see everybody else die. You don't specifically see him die. Like Nicole, she injects herself with whatever. The woman at the end, she gets splattered. The other guy that you meet, he gets shot. Hammond gets blown up. Um, Chen turns into the thing, but then gets, you know, spaced or whatever. Um, so you see that happen. Uh, what else was there? The woman who was Nicole, um, got shot anyway. Or the woman who you thought was Nicole got shot. I think Jacob died. Did Jacob die? I think Jacob died. Um, so you got that. And then the woman who shoots the woman at the end who... We thought it was Nicole. She gets. She the one that gets splattered, isn't she? Um, and then it's just you and maybe Doctor Mercer. So, but I'd be interested for Doctor Mercer to come back. Um, so that's most of that. Uh, I suppose I'll talk about the ending now. I, I'm really trying to think because this was. There was. A, I went through this game. I was like, I'm gonna have to make so many notes and talk for like three hours about this game because it felt like just so much. So I feel like I'm missing out on certain things, but I don't know. So. Uh, is the ending? I suppose. Um, you get the jump scare with Nicole. Obviously, she—that's you know the, the uh, imaginary you know version of her. I wonder how that will play out in Dead Space Two because clearly Isaac—I must said Isaac—Isaac Isaac has been very affected by the Marker and has probably lost his mind. Unfortunately, I don't know how you can recover from that because the Marker is a fictional thing. Um I wonder if Nicole and I again I, I know I know even less about Dead Space 2 than I did about Dead Space One. All I knew was, okay, there's a sequel and it is Dead Space. <laughs> That's all I know. Um and all, all I know about the third one is the, the big change in what it was doing. I wonder if in the second game Um if Nicole is with you But just through Isaac's mind, a little bit, I'm not going to spoil it, but a little bit like what happens in Arkham Knight with a particular character. If you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. So, that as well. Um, But that'll be interesting to see. Uh, But yeah, again, all all in for Dead Space 2 Remake, as long as it's good, as good as this one. And has some new things in the the gameplay. Uh, That's it. That's my review of Dead Space 1 remake, twenty twenty three remake. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I was still thinking about it yesterday after I finished it. I was still thinking about it this morning and today. Hopefully I'll continue to think about it. We'll see how that goes, I suppose. Um but yeah what were your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on the game? Did you enjoy the remake? If you played the original, how did this this compare to that? Um and if you knew the story and stuff, did it play out the same way and that sort of thing. I have seen a couple of different um uh, was it called like uh, scenes um, side by side with the original like the death of the woman at the end was like a little bit different and also then the Nicole jump scare was played out slightly differently as well so uh, and of course you got the necromorphs which walk around a bit differently anyway let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments on all things dead space uh, Matthew Talk dot org, twitter etalk uk and his information in your show notes In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, Games, Films, May Night Podcast, take a look out for those. If you want to support us in other ways, tell other people about what we do, either by just telling them or using social media. Um, Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast for every options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, TV and film news, Geek Town Radio Tuesdays, geektown.co.uk if you're TV and your film news. GeekTown.co.uk, GeekTown Radio, Twitch, Bex is over there very regularly, um, it's her birthday very, very soon, it's also Robert's birthday today, so happy birthday to Robert, I don't think he'll hear this, but happy birthday to you anyway, um, who was on the podcast yesterday, so that's cool, um, yeah, Bex, Trista B-Y-T-E-S over on Twitch, um, me over on Twitch at UK for the FIFA streams between Mondays and Wednesdays, apparently Man United aren't playing midweek this week so i'll have a little bit more time to do other things i suppose so uh, there's that um but yeah twitchy talk uk for that and if you miss the archives of those or the game clips i do have some dead space game clips and stuff to uh post as well you'll be able to find those on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks for listening and i will see you next time goodbye